Hello, everybody. Ansel back here with another episode of Bitcoin and Markets. Wow, what a wild 48 hours we've had for the Bitcoin price. Of course, I will go over that and some of the things I think that have uh, attributed to what we've seen, including uh, the Chinese news, um, other news from the new and emerging central bank digital currency arena. So uh, a lot of news coming in that regard, as well as first spends on the mining side. Uh, so I'll describe that and I'll go through what we've seen recently. Very compact show, very dense show, probably the densest show in Bitcoin podcasts. So anyways, let's get into it. This podcast is made possible by my patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets. Without them, this show would not be possible. For their membership over there on Patreon, they do get some extra content. I've done one uh, or two extra podcast episodes as well as extra live streams. If you guys would like to get that extra content and get to become a member into the member area on Discord and things like that, check out patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets and help support the show. Thank you. Okay, let's jump into the price, guys. Uh, so what have we seen? Well, right now, the price on Bitstamp, 72.46. Huge wick on the daily candle. Of course, there was a decent size wick yesterday as well, but we've seen lots of red. Lots and lots of red. I mean, this is the worst week on the daily. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Five red candles in a row on the daily, and these are three of them are very big candles. Um, so we went all the way down to 6,800. And even though I've been, I switched my bias to bull, I just switched too freaking early because now, um, remember if you go back and rewind and listen to some of my stuff I talked about at the beginning of October, I was saying, you know, one more push down, one more push down. That is all we need on this price. And guys, we we're hitting a bottom and I was calling 6,800, 6,800. Well, we pushed down to where was that low back on October 23rd? We pushed down to a low of 72.93. So we didn't quite get down to my 6,800 target there. We hit the bottom of the channel and we had a monster, monster two days. A 40% rally in roughly, I think it was just 12 hour time period. It might have been 24 hour time period, but it's over two daily candles. Um, monster push up on the 20, what is that? 25th and 26th of October, right at the end of the CME contract, by the way. But that is a conspiracy theory that I, I do not entertain. I just throw that in there for fun. Anyways, um, and, and I thought, Hey, now I'm switching bullish. Okay. I'd been bearish for months, months and months through this whole formation. I was bearish calling for roughly 6,800. And then it turns bullish out of nowhere in a huge high volume fashion all the way up to the top of the channel. And so over the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of plotting how this is going to break out of this channel. Um, you know, as it was sitting over the 200 day, over the 50, uh, all of these other indicators, it was sitting right on this popping in and out of this resistance uh, of support turning resistance from back in August, September timeframe. And so I, it was 
I was plotting how I was going to break out of this channel and continue marching slowly up. Like I wasn't calling for moon all of a sudden, right? Because I know that we have six months until the halving. Uh, but I was saying, you know, this, that was the bottom, but I was just too early on that. Um, uh, my bias has switched from being a bear over the last, say, six months. Now I'm back bullish. I do think this was a great touch down at the bottom, uh, right at the 6,800 mark that I had been looking for and given up on, uh, but touched right at that 6,800 and now it's having a nice monster bounce. So it's looking good. Also, if we continue to bounce at this area uh, and go up, we will form a nice little bullish divergence. Well, it won't be a bullish divergence if we close above 7,400 today. But uh, if we stay down below 7,400, we will have a bullish divergence on the RSI. And um, I think that's one of the strongest signals in Bitcoin, uh, as well as the moving averages, of course. So, um yeah, it's it's looking like this could be the bottom that is in now, uh, but uh, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see how this turns out. Um, we can get into some of the news that's behind this and um, see if that uh, can clear things up. Okay, let's jump into the China news. Okay, so there's two stories here that I want to kind of tie together, and we'll see if this makes sense. Now, first thing is... I'm going to go with the mining rewards. You guys obviously know how mining works if you listen to the show, but, uh, you know, the, you get, uh, the subsidy of 12.5 bitcoins every block. The, the fees are, are very, very minimal at this time. So that we, we don't need to concern ourselves with those right now. Uh, but it's roughly about, uh, it's about 1800 mined every day and then about 12,600 mined every week. And those go into Coinbase. Uh, addresses or Coinbase transactions, and they kind of stick there. Of course, miners have to sell them to pay their bills, and, and uh, that is where this circular type uh, motion of the uh, Bitcoins starts, is from the miners having to sell their coins to pay for their mining. But you can track these, how many of these first uh, spends are happening, right? So coins that are virgin coins that were just minted or mined, and then how many are spent uh, outside out of their that transaction? And so there's this cool site called Byte Tree, and let me bring that up. Byte Tree has a pretty neat interface right here. Of course, I'll link this in the show notes, and you can always find this at my website. It's going to be the most recent post, uh, BitcoinAndMarkets.com, and it'll be forward slash e one ninety. I believe this is one ninety two, but I could be wrong on the episode number there, and. Uh, so anyway, this, this, this website's interesting. And if we go into here and we take a look at, uh, on-chain data, they have first spend data. You can look at these weekly averages of how many of these coins are moving out of the Coinbase transactions every week. And over the 12 week average is 13,300. And remember I said 12,600 was about what is mined every week. So over the last 12 weeks, it has been um, a negative draw on average every week. Over the last five weeks, it has been uh, about 12,700, so still a negative draw. Um, so that's interesting. And they also have a chart here. Let me pull up the chart. And so this is the on-chain first spend data, and you can see a gigantic 
pop on November 19th. So the average was running about 13,000, 12 to 13,000 uh, sold at that time, uh, seven day moving average. And now, then on the 19th, that is the seven day moving average popped up to roughly 16,000. So to, to get a moving average from 13,000 to 16,000, a 3,000 difference on a seven day moving average, you have to sell a lot on that day, right? It's roughly 20,000 comes out to be or 21,000. One day, a bunch of Bitcoin hit the market. Now, uh, it's very interesting though, if we compare this timing to the China news, because China is where a lot of the mining happens. You know, I, I would say it's 60 to 70% of mining is done in China. And, and now if there's some sort of crackdown, right? Like maybe these people got a letter because we've seen different things about uh, these letters that w- went out in China from the PBOC or from the regional governments uh, to people about uh, that they were going to come in and crack down on this stuff. So maybe that some people got these, some miner got these, uh, this letter and was like crap and dumped. But it was two days before the official announcement. So the official announcement for China, we're going to transition over to that. Okay. Now we're going to transition over to this official China stuff. So, um, on the 21st, there was a statement from the PBOC and they, they warned that they were going to be taking actions against cryptocurrency trading such as Bitcoin. There you can see maybe some people got this letter. Maybe some people got some foreknowledge or, or got tipped off and they were like crap. Uh, so they started selling their mined coins. They started dumping on the market and I can see this as actually being one of these things that drives the price. Okay. Um, if you look at the price itself though, the price itself on the 19th did not start, start dropping drastically yet. Let me go back here. So the price on the 19th had been fading, but it was still, um, all the way up back up at, at around $8,200. And then before we had the drastic sell off. So, um, you know, the price was trending downward and I'm not going to say that the price wasn't going to go all the way down to the bottom of the channel where there's all these bids sitting there to buy it up. But I think that this uh, Chinese news could have uh, facilitated a dump and we got there quicker, right? So it's getting us to where we need to go on the chart quicker. And then we now we can have a monster bounce. Like as I'm speaking right now, it's going back up above 72. 300 uh, in a nice Bitcoin mu formation. Anyway, that is, let me read some on this. So this is from Cointelegraph. Bitcoin drops to 7,000 as China vows to dispose of local exchanges. Cryptocurrency exchanges operating illegally in China face a new threat after the central bank announced it would take new steps to uphold its trading ban. In a statement on November 21st, the People's Bank of China warned it was taking action against entities allegedly involved in trading cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. The move was in response to a rise in trading activity following China's public endorsement of blockchain technology, it said. Pledging to keep its promise to outlaw trading, the PBOC vowed to dispose of any such activity it discovered under its jurisdiction. Quote, once it is discovered, it will be disposed of immediately and it will be prevented from happening early, end quote. 
A translation of the statement reads, As Cointelegraph reported, multiple rumors currently abound about a crackdown on legitimate cryptocurrency businesses, uh, Chinese outposts. On Thursday, attention focused on alleged police raids of the offices of Binance and BitThumb, something both subsequently denied. Bitcoin tanked on Friday as the news appeared to rattle markets, sliding almost 10%, bouncing off support at around 7,000. Blockchain, not Bitcoin. Meanwhile, the city of Shenzhen revealed an investigation into similar cryptocurrency trading operations, again spearheaded by the PBOC. Commentators, including the Binance CEO, nonetheless argued the focus of the probe genuinely was bad actors, and that it would ultimately be beneficial. In the latest statement, however, the PBOC underscored the official government position in favor of blockchain, but against cryptocurrency more clearly than ever. Quote, investors should be careful not to mix blockchain technology with virtual currency, end quote. It continued, paraphrasing similar warnings that appeared in government media publication uh, People's Daily late last month. Okay, very interesting. I mean, this could spook a lot of people to start dumping their coins, right? It could, it could, definitely. So this is more than just news. This is like a fundamental action here. Um, so I guess what they're saying is that everyone said, oh, party's back on because they're, they're blockchain, uh, advocates now. And now they're saying, no, we want blockchain and not cryptocurrency. Um, of course, this is silly because blockchains need to have an incentive structure built on a native token. Um, I mean, I guess you could supplement, uh, you could replace a token with, guns but why why would you do that there would be no efficiency at all it would actually uh, put, open you up to more bugs and more attacks um but anyway so very interesting um i wrote in the report actually uh, this week uh, so if you guys haven't signed up for that sign up for the fundamentals report it goes out every friday for free you can find the big red button on my website, bitcoinandmarkets.com forward slash report to just go there and sign up. Uh, but I focused on these, um, the central bank digital currencies, the CBDCs. The Fed talked about them. China obviously is talking about it. We have, ever since this Libra stuff came out, um, a lot, there's been a ton of talk around. Of course, you guys have heard all the news, but just recently in the last few days, we've had Probably 10 stories come out, including stuff from the EU, you know, with the European Commission and some other people working on a venture capital fund to fund blockchain technology. Um, but this is fun. It's fun for me to watch this because, I mean, they're, they're just going to have to learn that this is dumb, right? Like it's, it's so surreal to watch the people in these high offices, they're supposed to be, you put them on a high pedestal and you're supposed to be worshiping these, uh, government officials. Like they have some, uh, su superior knowledge or whatever. And it, they're, they're doing the same mistake. They're doing the same mistake I did in 2013, 14. And they're making the same mistake people made, uh, in 16, 17 and 18 in the ICO boom. And, uh, 
and also the enterprise blockchain people. I mean, a lot of the, we see a lot of these enterprise blockchain people actually changing their stories. I'll, I'll have to search for these, these, uh, certain links, but there's a guy, he was from a major organization. I don't remember which one, maybe it was IBM. And, um, he was like a project lead of this blockchain thing. He's like, pretty much he believes that this is not applicable. Uh, that that's what they're all finding out. I mean, even this, the, what is it? Uh, digital asset holdings. That was the Blythe, Blythe masters thing. I talked about this on the show, uh, recently where they were going to be this huge blockchain, all the things, uh, then they changed into DLT and now they're basically selling a scripting language. That's it. And Blythe is gone because no one freaking needs blockchain. R3, huge blockchain effort. That was, I think, started back in 14 or 15. It was one of the first ones. Was Oh, it was, uh, uh, Mike Hearn was all involved in that and they were around before Mike Hearn. So it was like for, uh, 2014 is when this R3 got going. It was a consortium of the largest banks in the world, like 40 to 50 of them. Um, and they were trying to do this blockchain thing and build a blockchain of some value. They didn't know what they were going to use it for, but they knew blockchain had value. So they knew they had to use blockchain for something. And it slowly went away. It turned into DLT. Then it turned into um, uh, nothing. They released this thing called Corda and um, it, it slowly went away. This is Everybody's finding this out. Well, guess what? Freaking governments are so late to the party. And I've said this how many times on the show? How many times that governments are years behind? They are years behind. And all of these things from the PBOC, from the Federal Reserve, which actually, <clears throat> to be honest with you, if you haven't read this, the stuff from uh, Chairman Powell, um, especially that just came out recently, the letter that he sent to uh, lawmakers to clarify his positions. It's actually very sober compared to these other things. So we have China, uh, the Fed, and the EU looking at these different things, looking at blockchain technology and digital currencies and yada, yada, yada. So, um, oh man, it is, it is surreal to watch them learn the same freaking lessons that we've learned over the past five to eight years. And uh, where does this go? Well, it's going to fizzle out. We need to, I'm waiting for some sort of narrative uh, that ties Bitcoin into that. Um, we're going to have to see how it evolves over the next few months. I mean, when we look back at the blockchain, all the things, uh, it launched all these altcoins and there was this uh, stimulus driven by this idea. Everything's going to be compared against Bitcoin. Make sure Bitcoin is in every conversation of these stable coins. Um, ask questions about Bitcoin. And of course, keep stacking your sats because people are going to come for it. And this, this recent market move is nothing compared to what we are going to see in the future for Bitcoin. So what does Matt O'Dell say? Stay humble, stack sats. Yeah, for sure. Know what's going on here. Um, it's been hard for me personally to read the market over the last uh, two weeks, probably because I was tricked off my game by this huge 40% day. So make sure you have a plan. It's a long-term strategy. Stick to your long-term strategy. And we're, we're eventually this is going to turn around and eventually we're going back up.
there's there's no reason at all to to be bearish at this point. Over the next week, hey, hopefully we can make it back to nine thousand, and you know all the people that have sold down here or fudded, uh, they're they're going to be in trouble. So, anyways, thank you guys for joining me. Short episode, short and sweet. Uh, of course, you can get more of my content by signing up and becoming a member. I'm thinking about putting more and more uh, content onto the Patreon. I've also been spending some time on writing a book, so I'm going to have a, a book coming out. I'm trying to get it done before Christmas <laughs> because of that time of year. Keep an eye out for uh, my book. That, that will be out shortly. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. See you later. Peace. Peace.